Take the guesswork out of your cannabis shopping with ECS DNA Kit by Endo Canna Health. I did this years ago and it continues to empower me to get nerdy with my cannabis choices, which you know I like. If you've watched our Cannabis Legalization News podcast, did you know that right now you can save 25% off your DNA test at endodna.com? That's E-N-D-O-D-N-A.com and use promo code POD25. That is P-O-D, the number two, the number five. Your purchase includes the EndoDNA Collection Kit. Endo Decoded Report, Personalized Cannabinoid and Terpene Suggestion, Endo Aligned Product Matching in Your State, Suggested Dosage Guidelines, and Optimum Methods of Administration. Once you know your personal ECS data, you can shop Endo supplements tailored specifically for you. And right now, Endo DNA is celebrating their new patent with a BOGO offer on their Afeca Soft Gels lineup. Since so many of you struggle with sleep, I want to highlight Afeca Unwind created to support healthy sleep cycles using a patented proprietary formula of hemp-derived CBD, terpenes, and essential oils. If sleep is eluding you, sweet dreams are made of this. So buy one, get one, my friend. You can shop online at endodna.com. And don't forget promo code POD25 at checkout to save 25% on your DNA test kit. It's 2 p.m. on a Wednesday afternoon. Thanks for tuning in to Cannabis Legalization News, where we explain marijuana laws so you can change them. Today, the big news coming out of the federal committee, uh, they're trying to loop in tobacco and cannabis. We'll see if that's a good idea. What do you think about that, Miggy? Yo, uh, man, I don't know, man. Like... (laughs) Rich people don't want to go to jail. That's what I'm saying. Like, like legalization, as much as everybody fears, like, fucking corporate big marijuana, rich people don't want to go to jail. Mm-hmm. Fucking see. I mean, like, there's so much shit blocking and progress, progress, progression, progressive, progression, progress, progress. progress. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but you know what I'm saying? Like, like the, the fucking whole Mitch McConnell, I mean, we're a day after six months of the, the insurrection attempt that happened. You know what I mean? Like, we got just a lot of shit we got to sort out. And mm-hmm. I really hope we can. What do you, what's in the box? What's in the box? Did, did you tell everybody what's going on? Welcome to Cannabis Legalization News. We do this live and like and subscribe. There you of go. Course. <laughs> like Sweet. and subscribe, guys. Ooh, we got a All new right. gift. Well, I got a box. Um, there you go. Click nice. on that subscribes and the likes. Uh, yeah, what's in the box? It is from let's let's play that because we do have another unboxing on Sunday. We're gonna do a hilarious unboxing shot from my uh, my Dunlap estate as opposed to this office. This is from the uh, the sponsor. No, no, this is for uh, the rig. This is for the home grow. Oh, okay. This is uh, Web Hydroponics. What do you think it is with a name like Web Hydroponics? Is it going to be a full setup or just lights? Like, like, do you know? Oh, it's not going to be lights. It, this is something uh, for the media, you know. Oh, I see. Like a uh, uh, like a grow type thing to come out of, you know, uh, Home Depot, uh, or at least the uh, the Facebook algorithm knows who I I am now because uh, a Home Depot ad started with Best Buds, and then as I scrolled through the little options, it was all grow shit. I'm like, <laughs> creepy, scary. What do you got? What do you got? Uh, it's basically an auto pot. And so it's uh, an auto pot. I, I have that. So I get to set this up and then I can have my plants watered auto magically. Nice. It's a four pot. And then I already have the reverse osmosis system in there. I got to go to, um, 
I don't go to Home Depot because that's owned by people whose um, agenda I don't agree with. I go to Lowe's. And so um, uh, I'm going to go there and get something to set the five by five tent on. We have some partners that we have uh, for lights and somebody, I can't remember their name right now. They're sending us a light for the two by five tent. And then I'll have four plants and well, yeah, I'm allowed five plants. So I'll do four plants in there and an auto flower in the two by five. Are you, are you documenting the um, so yeah. far what you got? Oh, yeah. 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 And then um, the other thing that's cool now, because we have light sponsors and if your company wants to sponsor, I, I can wear a shirt for you like I did with 420, 365. That's 420. 365. We're going to be doing an unboxing for their stuff on Sunday. Uh, tune into that. I mean, let's get to some news. One of the news things is uh, whomever wins the name that strain later can win that light. Oh, right on. Totally. Oh, wow. Yeah. All right. So the marijuana industry will continue to grow. Federal economic panel says while recommending classification changes. Thank you, marijuana moment for being there. Thank you, Marijuana Moment. And this isn't uh, just any fly-by-night people. This is the Federal Register, the White House Office of Management and Budget, a.k.a. Yeah. the OMB. And they've described these policy recommendations for the 2022 update of the North American Industry Classification System. One of those things, keeping people from actually having the, the four-digit code for uh, merchant services for mm. that get cannabis company, it doesn't exist. And so uh, they're starting to move on that, which is used to categorize business and compile data on markets across the United States, Mexico, and Canada. It's not the merchant service code yet, but uh, they are going to put that into one which would say index it with cannabis, hemp, CBD, agriculture, and uh, group them together with the tobacco, e-cigarettes, and smoke shops. What do you think about that? Uh, You know, that's kind of where it's going because of the Smoke Free Act. And so if you want to have a consumption lounge, if you want to have a consumption lounge, hit me up, Cannabis Industry Lawyer, on um, Instagram and ask me about that. We do have a package on that. Uh, So the consumption lounges very often get to operate because they have an exception to the Smoke Free America Act. And if that's where the exception is, it makes a lot of sense to put these cannabis companies also in that same style of regulation so you can get that exemption for cannabis smoke as well. Yeah, but it just seems like because we're looking for something, like you said, the little NEC code, a little four-digit code, some little check like like cannabis. It's, it's But it's not tobacco. It's not alcohol. It, it's, you know, it shouldn't be treated the same. It's not a toxin. <laughs> uh, yes, but then it's regulated in the same way. And so just because you understand the cannabis plant better than like 90% or 95% of the population in the country doesn't mean that they care. Yeah, well, yeah, uh, Rulemaking. Yay. Right. Uh, Suggestions include a proposal to move cannabis retailers out of a miscellaneous category and index them separately under a new category and group them with tobacco, e-cigarettes and smoking shops. So there is a check somewhere. It's a miscellaneous. That's a thing. Like you can just say miscellaneous and this is my purchase. Uh, That is a different uh, four digit code. This is a five digit. Is it five? It's six digits. So the Hmm. NAICS codes are six digits. And that's for like government data Uh, for when they say, well, how big's our economy? Well, when you're filling out all these surveys or you're trying to classify all these companies right now, all the cannabis is under miscellaneous. And so they break that out under its own code. And if you like this sexy talk, keep on coming back. The cannabis. Oh, that's right. <laughs> Watching history happen sometimes is boring as sin. That's uh, <laughs> that is the NICS category code four five three nine nine eight, and there wow. it is marijuana stores. 
medical or rec. Miscellaneous storytellers. So, I mean, there's an option then. They have a thing to check off, but still ambiguous. Yeah. That's crazy, dude. I'm just glad that they're finally uh, recognizing reality. At least America is starting to come to grips with reality. But you know who's not? The Olympics. The Olympics. Olympics aren't coming to grips with reality. Well, I mean, we see America, but Team America is still not. Because how do you have the fastest woman, but yet you don't pick her? Because her probation ends right before the the, the four by relay. That the you know, I think like a week before. But the fastest woman. What up, Chad? Yeah, you- she's not in the relay. They kicked her out of the relay too. She's not on the team. Well, that's what I'm saying. Like, how do you not like like like? I mean, you're picking a team, like a football team. You want the the biggest guys in front. The fastest guys in the back, and and that's a team. But like, how do you not pick the fastest woman? Um, prejudice Maybe much? In politics? Maybe she failed a marijuana test, and then somebody else is like, "That's gonna be my Olympics now. Get rid of her." Seriously though, like uh, I saw a meme today. Said, "How do we have skateboarding Olympics, but not cannabis be legal?" <laughs> like this is, yeah, because like you tell me, those skateboarders and snowboarders uh, aren't getting tested. Come on, oh, please. If you work in tech. Half a tech works, you know, does drugs. Like the people wouldn't have jobs. Yeah. You know, <laughs> the world's this big hypocrisy, right? Like, first off, drug testing. Like, what does that prove? Like, oh, yeah. we got you. We got you inhibiting yourself. Second, like, uh, handling stress and using it to escape reality. Had she reached for the bottle uh, and gotten drunk on vodka, they wouldn't have tested her for it. She would have been fine. That's unfortunate, right? Like she could have, that would have definitely been a detriment to her health. Like that's not, you know, uh, healthy. I'm not a very good runner. Like, like when I was in the military, dude, uh, guys would run around me smoking cigarettes and with a hangover the the next day, you know, and I'm an asthmatic just go, come on, I just got to get through this mile and a half. Whereas if she can, do bong rips right before a fucking race go on it girl thank you yeah. dc thank shout you shout so out much. to him shout out to dc yeah. robinson but yeah man it's uh biden though the biden administration has given some tacit support i guess because president joe biden suggested on saturday that rules banning olympic athletes from competition for marijuana could potentially change that kind of shows you that he's kind of swaying his opinion on the whole topic right like it's kind of uh, like well, not really when asked about the suspension of the runner uh sure shakara Richardson, he said, uh, the rules are rules, and everybody knows what the rules were going in. Whether they should remain the rules is a different issue, but the rules are the rules. You know what, though? I hate that freaking argument from cannabis consumers. Like, like when I, we talk about this, and everybody's like, well, she should expect that. She's a high tier. No, she's a freaking human being that's like lives mm-hmm. on the earth and needs to, like, it's a wellness issue. Period. This is where the prohibitionists get you. This is where the, the 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 mind bullshit control. Like, if you have one topic like I have, which is cannabis ending prohibition, right? Like, nothing else matters. You know, everything else is in the wrong. People getting violated is in the wrong. Like, she should be entitled to. Like, like people bitching about like border issues. Like, you should have came here illegal. Like, again, you're smoking something federally illegal. Does that tell you like every law out there is? good like is it is it right is it you know, there were separate drinking fountains at one freaking time yeah that was legal yeah Those rules were rules then bro seriously though the, yeah. the, this is why we have to keep on pushing and again we'll be here for a while until people aren't i wonder if you had any knowledge about the rules but then even then it doesn't matter uh i don't think that marijuana is a performance enhancing drug I think when you find out that your mom died and you just got through a pandemic and the stress and alone in a training camp, 
Mm-hmm. You're allowed to do whatever you want, you know. And well, you know, you're not allowed to start like mainlining um, well, testosterone yeah. and, and like injecting a whole bunch of growth hormone and like doing all the steroids. All right, uh, within yeah. limits. Like you're not like, woo! I'm going to the Capitol. Yeah, you're not doing this shit. Like I'm yeah. so mad about that shit still, dude. After yesterday with the six month mark, like we just live in this weird upside down thing, man. Like, uh. You know, also the White House invites comment on how drug policy creates systematic barriers for undeserved communities. That's going to be an interesting one, you know, brought to you by marijuana moment. What's that? So the White House drug policy arm is looking for input on whether its existing policies are creating systematic barriers to opportunities to for unserved communities. And whether good. future and like, yeah. think about it, like you arrested the guys and then separated them from their homes for decades for what we oh, and they also had a gun. OK, I, yeah. Matter of fact, that's why Luke Scamarz was still sitting behind bars. Because he had a gun. And a gun. There was an extra charge on him. Not only that, that's that it's impacts the industry. The industry operates like this. And so if you're joining us today and you're thinking about opening a dispensary, that's cool. You might want to have an armed security guard, but don't have them be your armed security guard. That would be a third party independent contractor because then you don't have a gun. Well, and I think it's all depending on the um, uh, state enforced already regulation right so like in oklahoma um i got the story here that uh I didn't, I, we've talked about before about this gentleman who who's a legacy farmer a black gentleman uh so this guy had a license and then they changed the rules on him and so he didn't have a legal license for a while but he had the same business same grow and then uh someone tried to break into his uh establishment when uh he was technically illegal because of the license bullshit and so now they're trying to get him after for an illegal grow when they changed the rules on him when he already had a legal grow this semantical bullshit is just killing me inside like to try to do the compliance on that one it's like like, this is one of the problems though with uh super open markets like in oklahoma where there's so little regulation that the guy probably was like i have to do that every year you know it's like yes you have to renew your license every year well depending on what the the, some some states say like every other year other year but most of them are they're in annual license well, and then I think states too. What they see is they see the gold mine, right? Like Oklahoma's seeing the, the the pure gold. So like now they're like, okay, now we're gonna put barriers. Now we're gonna add, you know, uh, hurdles. But yet, let's not inform the guys that already have the license. Like that's what happened here. He was already in the system. You would think for enforcement for proper uh, regulation. I mean. Uh, governing or whatever i don't know what proper term to use when to say like here is the rules and we all buy by them equally <laughs> you know i mean this, this is ridiculous yeah but then it's one of those deals where if he was chinsing on compliance costs that might have been why he spaced on the date to get his renewals and it's like yeah you're supposed to get your renewals but then i don't like the springing trap where it's like oh you forgot to do that like if you forget to refile your llc's report every year they'll the first they give you like a heads up before it expires then they uh, say oh my gosh you've expired now you're going to incur penalties and then if you still don't pay then they might finally say okay you know you're dissolved and then you can say i want to be re uh, you know uh, resuscitated I guess, for the corporation. So whatever the anti of dissolved is just to be reinstated. That's what it is. So I want to be reinstated Mm -hmm. and you're allowed to be reinstated. And then you can have the LLC uh, provide the uh, coverage of the limited liability. Why can't you do that with cannabis licenses? Why suddenly if you forget to renew your license on an annualized basis, because, you know, oops, you forgot to put that on the calendar. uh, There's not a you know, a system in place. So it's just suddenly like, oh, and then you were uh, guilty of all these crimes. 
Right. Yeah. Paperwork should not be the fucking barrier that puts you behind bars for just semantical stuff. I mean, this is ridiculous. But again, back to the um, the, mass, the the barriers, right? Like, so because that's obviously when the Office of National Drug Pol- Control Policy announced the three day public comment period in a notice published in the uh, Federal Registration on Wednesday. I, I just, I, I hope more consumers voice their opinion. That's that's been a lot of flaws. Like when the FDA was asking for CBD uh, input, there was a lot of Canadians like prohibitionists, you know, putting their two cents in. Hello, I'm from the Sam, the smart approaches to marijuana, and yeah. I would just like to show everyone on the the doll where marijuana touched me. But they just they, yeah. oh yeah, that's right, you got the doll. Yeah, I made this. Uh, about eight, nine years ago, after I did the book, we need to have more dolls. Where did marijuana touch you? Did you ever name him? No. Oscar the Nug, dude. I'm just saying. Oscar the Nug? That's a good one. Oscar the Nug. <laughs> I should start the show next time. Like, just come up with a voice for him. Oh, and my God. hide underneath there. Oh, what would Oscar the Nug talk like? I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to try to see if I can make him sound like Kevin Jodry, uh, which is basically a Bostonian accent. Right. Because then it would also sound like Mel Frank. You know, both of those growers are from the East Coast, but then oh, they right on. You know, went to the West Coast so they could lawfully grow weed. Well, I was thinking more about Michael Rappaport. Like, oh, my my, God. My, oh it's 420. Oh, look at that. That's so cool. I tell you, when the alarm goes off, it goes off. That's too cool. Get out the 2365. Yep, we'll be doing an unboxing. One of the most hilarious unboxings that you guys have probably ever seen. Tune in on Sunday's show for that one. What else is in the news, bro? So we got the, uh, I'm not, ah, man, this is good. All right, how do you say this, Detroit? The Pissilante Township woman? 79 could face. Pissilante. Why why is there a Y there? Why is there a Y? Uh, Indians. (laughs) See, <laughs> man, uh, could face de- jail for defying local marijuana regulations. The Detroit Free Press, thank you. Uh, 79 year old woman, first off, 79 year old woman, uh, township, but could face jail time for defying a local ordinance that prohibited her from growing marijuana in her home. Uh, 79, dude, like, why is this even like a uh, uh, an argument? Uh, 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 uh like, because somebody complained about odor, you know. Yep, still ante. Yo, first off, I like to blame allergies. Ipsilani. I got no no ips possibilities right here. Like it's all. Yeah. Are you allergic to Seattle again? I'm allergic to the outside, brother. It's all trying to kill me. Uh, I'm, I'm, I, you guys are also going to want to like smashing likes uh, on a few of our videos, so it comes up next Sunday. Miggy and I will be doing the show together live in uh, Josh's su- studio in Seattle. It's gonna be a fun week too, man. When you when you're out here in Seattle. Uh, I got a, uh, an extraction place I'm talking to that they're going to let us, you know, hang out for a little bit. And then yeah. uh, uh, there's a dispensary that's open up here. I'm pretty sure we can get into. Um, well, and- I mean, it's all about helping new people because it's like, you know, if they have the license over in Seattle or the uh, Washington State I-502 uh, license uh, in rubric, that's awesome. But I want them to kind of share their knowledge. Of, like, what did they wish they would have known when they opened up their processing facility or their grow facility or even their dispensary? I think they could really share some insight to the audience you know sure i mean there's a lot of uh hurdles that you know but then again each state is and it's weird what's that bullshit petri uh 
uh, experiment in democracy shit. Like, like each one has its own different roles. And I think, uh, you know, being us, one of the first ones, uh, no, not yet. Not Wait, yet. let's confirm that. <laughs> hey, Google, what schedule is marijuana? On the website drugs.com, they say, note, tetrahydrocannabinol is still considered a schedule one drug by the DA even though some U.S. states have legalized marijuana for personal, recreational use, or for medical use. To find out more, look for the link in your Google Home or Google Assistant app. <laughs> that's hysterical. But yeah, that's it's unfortunate when tech can tell you you're still fucked. But, you know, just like this woman, this 79-year-old woman, she's in a legal state, but she's fighting a medical, uh, uh, you know, uh, for her right to grow medicine for her, her kid, and her grandkid. Like, uh and they're calling it a business, but it doesn't sound like much of a business when it's like you're mostly growing for your family, like 12 plants. It's not a. Yeah. Yeah. The township judge asked uh, the grandma to declare uh, Pontus's home public a nuisance in order to get rid of all but 12 of her plants, which she is allowed for recreational use. She may have been a caretaker. And so Michigan is going to flood the Midwest with quality cannabis even more so than it's already doing in the illicit market when it does finally get reclassified or rescheduled to the appropriate class to allow for interstate commerce. Uh, And it's really, really just terrible that uh, she is now facing fines of up to $7,500 or up to $93 in jail. Barton Morris from the Cannabis Law Group, shout out to them, uh, as representing her. And again, like the Cannabis Law Group was more a criminal based. If you want mm. a corporate base, then you should really be reaching out to John Makowich or Scott Roberts. Right on. Yeah. And this is going to be an ongoing, like uh, something I see when recreational happens, then the police really do get involved. Like that's what happened out here with I 502. And that's why I disliked it because it seemed to me that it gave a lot of authority to the police. And I was like, why, why are we enabling cops for something that, you know, like there's always got to be a bad, Right. So it's got to be a right. reason of punishment. Or they want to limit the market and they want to control it. And I don't like that. I like how they're doing it more in like in Michigan or in Oregon, because once you have legalized it federally, this limited market BS, like that I-502 or what they're doing in Illinois, where they artificially create the the value from limiting the licenses, that's not going to help your cultivators. It's not going to help your processors or even your retailers, because then the retailers, they're going to, you know, Walmart and, uh, Costco, they're going to want retail licenses as well, and they're going to sue, and then they're going to invalidate your little monopoly that you currently think you have. So, you know, I just don't understand why people want to do these uh, limited licenses Then they say, oh, they're more profitable. No, they aren't. You're just artificially uh, insulating yourself from the market. And so because you're artificially insulating yourself from the market, you're not ready for Oklahoma or Michigan or, or Oregon when they hit. No, limited inhibits not just the the company and the, and the flower of your company, but also for the uh, consumers. Because you're not getting the input from people going, that's some fireweed. No, instead, it's always McDonald's. It's all McDonald's, hmm. which is a fortunate because, you know, it's, everybody likes a good, in your case, a good salad. <laughs> you know? hey, I enjoy the Beyond Burgers. I did not enjoy the Impossible Burgers. They gave me gas. And then uh, I still, in theory, would eat a cow burger, but just very rarely. And the vast majority of them, no. 
Well, and you know, and again, everything that comes down to quality, you know, if like the human body, like I know a lot of vegetarians, vegans, you know, uh, throughout my life, and whenever they decide to jump to the dark side, you know, their body takes a shit because of all the antibiotics and whatnot in the uh, the meat and whatnot. But if you get like a a farm raised, grass fed, massaged cow, live free range, you know, had a good mm-hmm. life. <laughs> You know, but then you want to eat the ones that are like depressed. It's like, oh, I just can't do it anymore. Kill me. They're not the California cows. (laughs) Are those like cows with sunglasses? They're all the cows in Seattle. Hang on. I'm going to be a California cow for a bit. Stop. Hey, man, California cows over here. Nothing but good grass. (laughs) Nothing but the best grass, man. Oh man, being a fish. Uh, what time is it? It's almost the way name that strain. But let's see what else the what's the next news story? Maybe we can shoehorn that ah, one in. Here's a good one for everybody. Cannabis farms, not as thirsty as previously thought. Time Boom. standard. I like it. And I also like the ability to have uh evolution and like you know, so you can innovate on the indoor grow, try to use water recapture from condensation and humidity. I'm not sure if you could do it in Arizona, it's pretty dry out there. But fortunately, James Hill is saying that in Arizona you can grow up to six plants but only possess an ounce. How does this make sense? It doesn't. Oh wait. You grew a sea of green and you flowered immediately. Maybe then. And this is, I forget, period. The people making these rules don't know shit about the plant. That's like, that's like me making rules about women. I'm not, I'm not even going to touch any topical women subject. Like I, I'm not an authority. Why aren't you an authority? You're a man. Shouldn't yeah. you be able to mansplain anything, man? I, I, oh, wait. You have the ability to go like, I recognize who I am as a person and know that I don't have every perspective. <laughs> I learned to shut the fuck up. Uh, but, you know, this, this water study is huge, though, because a huge uh, argument, you know, back in California, it always been like the outdoor grows, the illegal grows and how they're like uh, toxic to the world. That's a good one, too. Uh, that's the next one. I was <laughs> yeah, yeah, no. hopeful that we were still on the uh, previous one. But oh, right, it's right. Uh, pretty interesting. And so the Cannabis Research Center began researching water use in cannabis farms in 2017 uh, in California. And so it'd be interesting to see which methodology that they were using. But mostly they approached the 8,000 legal cannabis farms that included indoor and outdoor growing facilities. So we really have to kind of segment them because a lot of the, the country, I don't know, I mean, and I'll have Nick easily on later to discuss this um indoor versus uh, light depth you know mixed use and can you with the light depth greenhouses really have a great mixed use throughout the united states i don't know uh, but then premium indoor would use water differently than the mixed use than the outdoor grows but still the the plants uh the farming of the plant is not as hazardous to the environment as was once thought like people were like oh canvas is supposed to be all equal friendly and you're all supposed to be a bunch of uh tree hugging hippies but yet you encourage this economy and this industry that's destroying the environment which apparently it's not it's not eating up all the water supply it's not doing all the shit that they talked about Interesting. Interesting. But let's see what the results actually were. And so they estimate that in Humboldt and Mendocino counties alone, there's about 15,000 illegal farms. So that's quite a lot. Lot. But uh, legal outdoor production uses about the same amount as a crop like tomatoes, which makes sense as tomatoes and cannabis are both um, tropical succulent. Well, I'm not sure what a succulent is, but tropical plants that, you know, like a warmer climate and bear yeah. fruit. 
Uh, and cannabis farms are considerably smaller than other crops on average because, you know, if you grow some good stuff, you don't need too much of it. Yeah. Uh, what I really want to see, though, is what was that actually? For other crops, are you talking go about ahead. the. Uh, you go oh, ahead. Uh, I'm looking for segments into like, well, what about outdoor? What about indoor? What about mixed light? But I want to see, yeah. Here we got the uh, the average size of a cannabis farm in Humboldt County is half an acre, whereas most other agriculture products are grown on hundreds of thousands of acres. So, first off, in a in a, in a legacy area, Humboldt, your average is half an acre, opposed to the what people talk about, like the uh, the dangers to the environment. Then, uh, Natalie Delap, executive director of the Humboldt County Growers Alliance, said, "Add it all up, and we've estimated that a single large almond farm in the Central Valley utilizes three three times more water than all permitted Humboldt cannabis farms combined." God damn! Another way to look at this, uh, the thirstiness, is to consider how much output is produced by a single gallon of water. For other crops like tomatoes, lettuce, or almonds, a gallon of water produces. And that was the one you were talking about right there. So yeah, uh, cannabis wins again. Yeah, that's right. So next time you see some idiot prohibitionist eating almonds and saying like, oh, you can't you can't use weed. It's so bad for the environment. Be like, really? It uses 33 times less water than that almond you're eating. What's what's the name of somebody who would eat almonds? I like almonds. Miggy. <laughs> 33 less. 33 times less water than that almond you're eating, Miggy. I just found out my son doesn't like pecans. I looked at him like, who fucking kid are you, man? Like, how do you know wow. pecan pecans are awesome? Pecan pie, pecan, pecan, pecan sandies, pecan ice cream. I'm just like, who's fucking kid are you? Do we have any pecan strains of weed yet? Like, is there a name that strain that we could play that's like got pecan sandies? Is the pecan sandy a strain yet? Dude, I just had some malted ice cream this year. It was delicious. I'm just going random now. Hey, <laughs> name that strain. <laughs> Oh, it's this. Oh, there we go. Okay. Oh, neat. Thank you so much, Lauren, for bringing us this chart. And we'll go over the chart prior to doing a name that strain. I don't think the word pecan will be appearing in the strain name. But uh, mixed light outdoor water use by operation type. Uh, and then you could see the fairly large pop right there. And so mixed light and then outdoor, these are both going to be uh, leveraging the power of the sun. So you can see the usage would really be in the the right now which is interesting maybe this is why there's so many fires on the mountain but it's probably the almond farms that are sucking 33 times the water but look at it this is this is an outdoor grow the water use right like it was germinated in march planted well, in april yeah but then a mixed light is more along the lines of an indoor so if you were going to throw the indoor up there it would be different because you'd have five harvests or so like spread out so you'd have like more spiky type of aspect because i mean if you're in a perpetual uh, flower machine you're just always in flower so then depending on how many rooms you have out i guess your your water usage may kind of go like that but the mixed light was already higher than the outdoor and so then the indoor it'd be interesting to see how high that one gets well it seems like they followed each other pretty nicely i think it shows the peak too also the consumption of the plant itself when you know it gets more thirsty because i mean this is the reason why croptober is a thing <laughs> you know, you know for October, I'm going to humble. That's one of the reasons why I have this luxurious hair. I'm gonna nice. no, people are gonna be like, excuse me, sir. I'll be like, yes, they'll have no idea. I understand um spreadsheets and shit. Oh shit. Yeah. Well, why don't you just mention yoga though? Fuck me like, oh shit. <laughs> Watch out. Seriously, they don't do yoga in Humboldt? Man, I've been misled. I well, I mean, not the imagine not the uh one of uh, the reasons why I got the hotels that I'm staying at in Seattle was because it's near a yoga studio I like and a whole No, I know. It's just teasing me. I was just saying, like a lot of the outlaws, you know what I'm saying? Like that mentality of like the old school growers, a lot of them don't do shit. <laughs> they don't have to grow some weed. 
<laughs> That's it, man. All right. All right. Let's play some name that strain then. We, we we've made it halfway through the hour. Fuck, allergies killing me. Ooh, oh my god, it's a dark, dark green forest. Beautiful uh, uh dark orange bracts. Uh yeah. Yeah, and it's it's got some sugar leaves on it, and it has some nooks and crannies as if it is a uh, hand-trimmed bud. Uh, it's got a lot of um, space. It's not larf, but like it's space. It doesn't look like it's overly compressed. Now, those compressions could be from, you know, improperly drying or curing it or packing it too densely or, or the bud structure in and of itself. So maybe a, a, a nugget name that doesn't have such a history for a very dense nugget structure. Yeah, this is a new, newer strain for sure. Hmm. Something that's been uh, cultivated for, uh, I would say, recent demands. Oh, yes, that would actually uh, there is something special about this strain, which does kind of help explain uh, uh, reasons of why it would look more like this, where it is a darker green as opposed to a really frosty, super silver haze-esque trichrome THCA expression crystalline structure. Any like, more than that, I think we would just give it away. Well, I think if I was a serious pain, this is something I would be taking with me. Like, I would definitely. Yeah, this is one of the strains that is uh, oh. great to take, very medicinal. Zizzo. If you want a light. Are you in the States? Yeah. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> I'm not nailing this out of country. Zizzo, I'll send you, you a book, you know. Uh, DM Tom. <laughs> right. That cannabis industry lawyer on IG, uh, you win that light, dude. But Damn, yeah, Harlequin. Good, Harlequin is a descendant of Columbia Gold, a Napoli indica, and Thai and Swiss Landry strains. Harlequin's high level of CBD makes this strain one of the most effective strains for treating pain and anxiety, as CBD can counteract THC's paranoia while amplifying its pain-killing properties. I like CBD buds. You know, it's a funny. Um, it's not about the THC. Like, I, there's some pre-rolls. I'm older, and uh, I've had some CBD-infused pre-rolls out here. Uh, of course, it's, it's a mass entourage effect, right? It's not just like goddamn uh, uh, Delta 8 only or whatever. I get I get the real deal, and uh, I feel better physically. I, I feel more loose and enabled. Uh, you know, there's something about the CBD, uh, I want to say, how it, it launched out there. You know, uh we, I don't know about you, but you see a lot of sexism talked in the in the cannabis industry, right? It's always about the female and the sexism, right? Like with the four twenty nurses and whatnot. There's oh, the other side of sexism. Uh, that's more along the lines of your guys's one. They use TNA more in Washington State to sell weed than they use in well, Illinois industry shit like events but my, my point being is i think cbd got as far as it did because of stanley brothers right like you got these young good-looking white guys that are out there and they're brothers and uh that was you know with charlotte's rib and the and the uh the advocacy of the cbd and how it helps with seizures that was a catalyst in my opinion and uh uh as much and douchey as they can be uh, i would say they help pro- propel that conversation of the cbd uh to the more broader public to the daytime good morning america people to the to the people on the view you know these are the people that we're trying to reach out and, and change their opinions you know 
Yeah, but you know, even Kevin Jodry uh, had a really famous CBD genetic canatonic, uh, and so he he helped spread that. And then they created these genes uh, in the CBD to help with the medicinal quality of them. And then they would just give them away. So it, you know, having that ability to create this new cannabinoid profile and then give it everywhere really uh, was a kick in the ass for uh, the entire movement and accelerated it a, a whole bunch. Yeah. And, and unfortunately I have to say it, but a bunch of sick kids, right? Like each time there's a, a different element. Cooper brought it. Yeah. Yeah. It was uh, something that helped change minds, man. Like, uh, uh, you know, Charlotte's web, Fiji, RIP, uh, you know, she was, but you know, even before her, there were other kids like, like, like Cass, um, there's so many freaking children have been affected by the seizures. And this is why you have, uh, uh, what was it? At one time, the green, uh, railroad, you know, trimmigrant or immigrants, uh, uh, uh medicine, uh, refugees, mm-hmm. like, like this is still something. <laughs> so, uh, but Hey, what about Apple now, man? Apple now allows marijuana business on its app store while Google maintains yeah. its ban. Oh, Google is maintaining a ban, but Apple is going to allow it, huh? Oh, the irony of being on a Google program. Well, you know, I run the company on Google, but I, I really enjoy their software. They, they make good software. Apple makes great software and hardware. So, you know, so does Google. But uh, it's just a sign of the times. And now is uh, uh, Google going to lose quality uh, architecture and coders to Amazon and also uh, Apple that are relaxing their cannabis policies? And Amazon. That's, that's not for, I live in the world of tech out here in Seattle, and, and uh, uh, I just drove past a goddamn Amazon. Uh, 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 what do you call those uh, centers? Where they uh, whatever uh, hundreds Data or, or processing the processing like, ones, the, the like, warehouses. That's yeah. the, that's the dispensary of the future. They Dude, call that a delivery operator license. Yeah, yeah. There's two of them around my. And there's <laughs> nothing like being stuck in a traffic jam with a bunch of Amazon fucking trucks. Like hundreds mm-hmm. of them come out at once, and you're like, I didn't know there was this many people in Amazon. It's, it's, it's Amazon a- employs almost as many people as the cannabis industry. I, I I would hazard that Amazon may have almost as many, maybe a little a bit less. I bet Amazon maybe has like a quarter million employees. But the potential now, like the, the fact that these large companies are realizing, like, we can't get employees if we keep banning. Holy this. crap, I'm wrong. Um, no, it's more. Whoa, yeah. Like, there are more people. It's like two and a half. You'd have to multiply the 330 people that 330,000 people that work in cannabis by like 2.5 almost. It's 800,000 people. And that was in 2019. So, God damn. Uh, it's going to be more than 800,000 people now. Yeah. Uh, Jared, uh, uh, fulfillment centers. That's what that, that's called. Yep. Thank, Actually, thanks, there's. There's the one from 2021. Reindex your sites, Google. Slipping since you don't allow weed. But uh, result two says uh, 1.3 million people worldwide as of uh, February of 2021. I think Google's going to shoot themselves in the dick with this. Like, like the yeah. fact that you hurt your algorithm, you you hurt the 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 pureness of the search, man. Like, like, like that's the 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 true the truth, right? Like, if you can look for something and find it right away and get the good knowledge mm-hmm. you know but yeah but they- seriously try to do some research on the internet sometimes the only thing you're going to find is content that's really well written with seo right right but like like okay like, like in the tech industry like I've, I've seen that where multiple companies who have no um reasonable way of supporting some certain things they're the first thing they hit in the search engine because they have really good seo that's it 
right? It's not because they're the authority or whatever. Uh, and yeah, the same thing's going to happen with uh, Google versus uh, Apple. You know, Apple might be better. I I don't have an iPhone. I don't have anything Mac or anything. So I'm kind of like in the in the dark over here. <laughs> you know, just watching you guys. Okay, you definitely do that update because Microsoft evidently had a patch. So like my my Windows PC, my my Windows box, I updated today. But uh, hey, let's. Uh, you know, speaking of all these types of SEO and Google stuff, we're actually relaunching Cannabis Industry Lawyer this this week. So it's going to be looking more like this. We're streamlining it so that the traffic is directed to where it needs to go more elegantly. Typically, people are looking for cannabis business plans. We're going to have some DIY self-learning options. And then there's our general count, uh, consulting packages that are in there. So uh, yeah, head on over to Cannabis Industry Lawyer and sign up for our newsletter. And you'll see when we relaunch that site. So I'm looking at the new policy and it kind of reflects upon like the YouTube policy that changed. Uh, apps that encourage consumption of tobacco and vape products, illegal drugs or excessive amounts of alcohol are not permitted on the app store. Apps that encourage minors to consume or any of these substances will be rejected, facilitating blah, blah, blah. Apps provide services to highly regulated fields such as banking and financial service, healthcare, gambling and cannabis use and air travel or that require a sense of user information should be submitted by a legal entity. So like, you know, it's very ambiguous, kind of like when the YouTube said, look, we're not going to ban cannabis, but don't, we're not going to encourage illegal cannabis. Like, you know, uh, we get no, we get no ad rev really from our uh, channel, despite it having like 30,000 subs. And so thank you to the members that watch the channel and our subscribers that tune in and they find that this is informative content about the cannabis industry. Stay tuned because like uh, Diego and our, one of my staff attorneys has delivered so many new blog posts on that cannabis industry lawyer website. And I have to do updates on Connecticut, updates on uh, uh, Arizona, and then Ohio. I think there's another couple that are in there too that have slipped through. And I'm working on writing again now. I'm, uh, I'm starting to work on a new article for the uh, uh, cannabis uh, news one that kind of still weeks off, but get more yeah, articles out two there. More weeks. Through, two more weeks. Yeah? They're gonna, so yeah, we're rolling this oh, one out. excited. Well, this is the one that makes money. The, the legalization yeah. news one doesn't make any money yet, but then we'll roll out the legalization news one. And it'll be a lot easier. We're going to have to staff that because Lauren uh, does a lot of the news and creates it. And then we'd be able to spin all these articles out with all these chapters. Yeah. No, uh, it's, yeah. yeah. I, I told you before, you know, uh, half of us just keeping, it doesn't have to be stuff that we write yourself. You know, as long as we have agreements with like, uh, uh, you don't uh, write it yourself. You just say you did. Well, you just copy and paste and give credit. <laughs> but like that's the majority. my login credentials. Yeah. When when I was at the Brickweed, when we were doing that, the beginning of it, when it was good, you know, I look at the majority articles, you know, between me, Johnny Green and uh, Jay Smoker, uh, uh, there was a good portion of our personal writ, right? But like Johnny was a content machine because he's every day he was just grabbing stuff from everywhere and putting it in there because you're, you're trying to be a source for people, a resource, you know, like, Hey, come to us. We're going to give you all the good information we can, as well as talk about culture and all the other things, you know? And, but you know, when you're only so many people copy and paste is your friend, bro. Automation. Yeah. So some senators are blocking legal marijuana for only 328 million Americans. There's six senators. Can you guess which ones they are? Let's see. Oh, this is from the Fresh Toast. So Fresh yeah. Toast is reporting. Who benefits from keeping marijuana on a Schedule One drug? 
who would Big Pharma want to talk to protect their interests? All right, let's check it out. Ted Cruz. Show me on the doll where they touched you. Where did Are cannabis you? touch you? Seriously, though, man. In the heart. Yeah. But, but I mean, like, uh, yeah, let's go through it. So, yeah, Ted Cruz. Are you shocked? I mean, Ted Cruz. Why is he blocking? Oh, right. He's Ted Cruz. No, no one likes Ted Cruz. Ted Cruz's wife is thrilled when he leaves. That's how much no one likes Ted Cruz, except for people in Texas. A lot of the people in Texas that vote for him freaking love that guy. They probably saw what he did. Remember, we just like left uh, after that hurricane. Just yeah. like I'm going, I think he blamed his daughters for it. They would have been like, dude, that was epic. But see, this is why they can only win through gerrymandering, right? Like the whole like, uh, we want a fair fight, blah, blah, blah. There's no such thing right now. Like everything's construed in this weird fucked up way. Because if you really cared, if, if, because if, Texans are not all ignorant people like, like him, you know, they're not all these mindless, selfish a-holes, you know, but let's continue on. What about uh surprise, surprise, Lindsey Graham? Not Lindsey Graham. That guy loves everything that sucks. Oh, that that actually makes a lot more sense. Lindsey Graham, a Republican from South Carolina. South Cara doesn't have any type of cannabis laws. Lina is not running for president in 2024, mostly because he would not lose. But he does not support legalization of cannabis at the federal level, nor does he support cannabis businesses to even use banks. Senator Graham must answer to the Republican base who are, like in Texas, strongly opposed to criminalizing can uh, cannabis. And more startling is that Senator Graham received 2.9 mil from the health care industry during the 2020 election. While the health industry sounds innocuous, they, a.k.a. Big Pharma, go figure. Big Pharma pays Lindsey Graham $3 million for his campaigns. And um, what's what's Big Pharma's position on weed? They don't like it, man. <laughs> and I imagine like his spine must be like this weird thing that can bend like all kinds of different ways. Mm -hmm. Like, I mean, is he is he even human? No, he's a politician. <laughs> I mean, just like Senator Mike Crapo. Yeah, he pronounces it Crapo, but that's only because he's so wrong. He even missed the pronunciation of his last name. Senator Mike Crapo. And he is a Republican from guess which state? Idaho. Idaho. This is a murderer's row of like states terrible for weed. So uh, you can go ahead and, and deliver the senator about uh, I'm sorry, the news about Senator Mike Crapo. Yeah. So he stated the following in December 2019. I remain firmly opposed to efforts to legalize marijuana on the federal level. I am opposed to legalization in the state of Idaho. I also do not support Safe Bacon Act that passed in the House of Representatives. You penis breath. Uh, because in 2020, he received. 362 million or is that 362,000 that was 360,000 either way it's a lot of money <laughs> yeah but it's not only states that suck on weed that have senators that suck on weed Susan Collins, for example, she is a Republican from the state of Maine that actually has legal cannabis, and she even claims to be a moderate. And she has failed to stand up for states' rights like Clarence Thomas did on marijuana after her own uh, con it's constituents. I am going to take my mouth out back and shoot it. Uh, approved a <laughs> marijuana legalization initiative in 2016. Old yeller. <laughs> well, you know. Just doesn't have what it takes today. He's a humming, a humming. Yeah. <laughs> and then we got Senator Mark Rubio in Florida. Oh, Florida says he supports medical marijuana, but only if done through the FDA process, which is not possible. Yeah. Despite his first off, 
when is the FDA a thing that you really seek the seal of approval for? Like, like even the drug manufacturers, they have to do their own studies that says it's safe. You know, so can we just do the same thing for our weed companies? Have the weed companies say it's safe. But, 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 but my thing is like, so like, like I said, I watch daytime TV sometimes and, and, and antenna TV and I get those damn commercials where it's like, oh, I have psoriasis. And, and so I'm taking this pill. My life's great. And then real quick, it says, what if it causes anal bleeding and it may cause you not enough to breathe and, and, you know, and contact the doctor if you're allergic to it. How do I know if I'm fucking allergic to it? If I don't fucking take it, like it may the, cause the, the, instant death. What did they say about instant death? Seriously. Yeah. In, in extreme, in, in extreme cases may cause like what? This is FDA approved? Right. Well, because they had to prove its efficacy to the FDA, the FDA. And so, like, I, I'm, I'm kind of cool with that. But it really does depend on, like, how much money they have to spend on getting that drug approved or getting that strain approved, because that really limits your ability to be able to grow it. Now, you know, do we require that a new thing of apples need to go through the FDA for approval? It's like we're here with a new strain of apples. We call them pink crisps. We took pink ladies and honey crisps and spliced them together. We would see that or honey pinks, but we thought that was going to be a little too blue for family apples and uh and so you know would that have to go through the fda because that's really what we're talking about a novel flower Eh, it's stupid you know you're right because like i just had grapes uh here uh that taste like cotton candy right so this genetically modified grape whatever it's delicious but like but okay fda approved but why is it that these people gotta go through hurdles when the extreme thing is may cause death Right. Like, I thought that's a thing like the FDA is supposed to just prevent overall. But if I could throw in a statement, may cause death. I mean, can't we just legalize marijuana and just say may cause munchies, may cause you to stay at home and play video games? I don't know. Like, what is it that are people, the the prohibitions are afraid of <laughs> that if we get too much of it, that shit's going to happen. <laughs> hmm. Kills me, man. It does. I think we got Oh, we still got more. We got a yep. couple more stories before we wrap, but we are going oh, to get two more. Uh, we got Senator James Lankford still. All right, let's go to James Lankford, Oklahoma. Ooh. Doesn't claim to support medical marijuana, saying it will be harmful to the social fabric of Oklahoma, which they uh, already have. Yeah, Senator Senator James Lankford, your state called. It's got a lot of cannabis and a lot of Oklahomans that are just fine with that. And all these people, all six of these efforts are the same people that be like, oh, well, it's against family values or uh, January 6th was a holiday day. Like, like this is people in their own delusional world. Like what? I, I really hate, you know, again, we, we, we're not Republican, Democrat, whatever, but for the most part, this MAGA Republican thing going on is still there's no more Republican Party. I don't see this. I, I, I want to see two people reaching out across like hands, bipartisanship, but that shit don't exist as long as like people like McConnell say we're not going to uh, uh, we're going to stop everything that tries to come through. And at the same time, we're going to be in denial about like an actual taking over the, the democracy. Like, what are you smoking? <laughs> Who the frick knows, man? Who the frick knows? But we have some uh, business news. Project Mongoose hunts cannabis snakes out of Weed Week. So there's, wait a second. We have, let's see where Sherry Bustos is getting her money from. I think that's what we have. All right, let's go back to, uh, let's see where Sherry Bustos is getting her money from. Sherry Bustos is a leader in the uh, uh, U.S. House of Representatives. She is, she's retiring. She's getting out of there. 
and she is voting against marijuana. So like she is a Democrat, one of the six Democrats that voted against uh, the Moore Act when it passed. And so her top industries are lawyers, uh, self care, financial and insurance, ideology, single issue, other. Uh, I hate those other voters. And only two point, well, only $280 million from, or well, that's only 280000 I'm off by a factor of 10, uh, of agribusiness. No, it's a lot of money. I mean, that, and again, this is, you always got to follow the money, right? And wow, and she's a Democrat too. Shit. She was. The Illinois is really good at not running its state very well, so a lot of people leave. Uh, case in point, Sherry Bustos' uh, seat, it looks like that one's going to be redrawn when they do the maps here soon. And Illinois will go down to not having 20 senator, 20, 20 Congress people, but, you know, like 19. Now, is that going to be another gerrymandering issue or is that? Oh, yeah. Yeah, I, it'll be it'll be completely rigged, I'm sure. Yeah. yeah good times. Yay, politics. If you like more sexy politics, not, like, subscribe, and join us again. <laughs> yeah. So what is Project Mongoose Hunts Cannabis Snakes in Weed Week? A Marine veteran, Brett Puffenbarger, recently posted on LinkedIn about a cannabis business executive, Chadwick MBA. MBA is a small-time entrepreneur. Tune Turn small-time VC, turn Amazon of weed CEO. With no real affinity for cannabis, he laid off half his team when COVID hit, but gave himself a raise. He has a boat, Mercedes, and several other douchey signifiers. Mm-hmm. Holy crap, dickhead. <laughs> of course, NBA doesn't exist. He's a straw man, puffin' barger, dreamt up to illustrate about some of the things that he doesn't like about the states of cannabis. It also neatly captures some of the ongoing debate in the industry and becomes more lucrative about who gets to participate. You know, it's funny. Um, I saw Twitter and uh, it's too fast for me to find, but they talked about how all these uh, uh, cannabis companies in the stock market lost almost, I think, three billion dollars last year. But yet then they showed all the CEOs who walked away with 46 million here, four million, whatever. That's right. Uh, wow. How are these places still running? Like how? Why are people throwing money yeah, at them like this? Rigged. They've yeah. limited the market. It's not Oklahoma. It's Illinois. You know, they've rigged states. It's Washington State. Washington State's rigged. I mean, they aren't yeah. allowing anybody to get a license. Oh, uh, funny story there, dude. Yeah. Uh, this morning, the news story in Washington State was uh, Washington State cannabis is booming. Uh, 75 new licenses uh, uh, were approved uh, this year. But, yeah, 149 closed last year, too. But And that means 149 open licenses are out there still. So how are you going to tell me, like, we're booming? We're I mean, I know we're Washington booming, cannabis license. Oh, we're going to family business the hell out of that cannabis license. I can't wait till we close our doors in three years because it's just going to be impossible to crack the market as none of the retailers are going to let us in unless we wet their beaks. Location, location, man. And that's, location, that's who wins. Location. Shit. Uh, yeah. But there's no there's no uh, retailer licenses that are available. And I'm pretty sure mm-hmm. that the is the uh, well, I'd have to see if the liquor control board is even accepting new licenses for those ones that went out of business. I'm assuming they are. But, you know, we can email them. They might be like, no. Yeah. No. And funny to lead into what I just was talking about. Ten U.S. marijuana CEOs get million dollar pay in 2020's disclosure practices question. Like, all right, let's go down and see who are the top 10 million dollar CEOs. Oh, number one, Charlie Batchel from Cresco Labs with four point four seven. Number two, James Capico from Juicy with uh, almost four million, three point nine eight million. Nicholas Vita from Columbia Care, three point seven million. Oh, Peter. 
Peter Caldini from Acreage Holdings, a mere $2.91 million. And then Ryan Lissack from MedMen only got $1.72 million. What about the options? It looks like that's one of the reasons why Cresco Labs was able to pop that number so much of options of $3.9 million. So that's really kind of illusory. His actual salary lines are broken off right there. It appears that the only one that's not working for his salary is the CEO of Acreage Holdings, which would mean that his alignment of interest would kind of most merge with the uh, the stockholders, the shareholders, the limited holders that are there for their preferred share payments. Mm. Uh, I wonder what the other is under Nicholas's for the Columbia Care. That's like a half a million bucks of others. Uh, options for Acreage was eight point. Well, about $850,000 and $2 million in stock. Uh, boy, that's not bad. So he's increasing his position. So like these numbers, they they really don't mean shit uh, no. because like acreage isn't uh, publicly traded. You, it's closely held. So like that could be worth a fuck ton more than what Charlie took home, uh, which could be worth... Who's actually making the most there? Maybe the MedMen one, because like their stock sucks, so they sucked him up more in actual monies on the salary line. But like, if, if that CEO just took half that pay, half that uh, whatever bonus money, and, and and invested into the lower half, because I imagine these guys are only getting the the, the 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 foot soldiers are only making ten, twelve bucks an hour. You can give liberal wages, like. These guys are killing her. How are they considered good businessmen when they still lose money? And and then don't other companies like look at their track records and be like, well, you sucked. I mean, how does this circle jerk keep happening? Because they've they've rigged the market. They're all limited licenses. And so there's only so many of them, you see. Mm. And so like, like, how many licenses are available in Illinois? None. How many licenses are available in Ohio? None. You know, how many licenses are available in Pennsylvania? Zero. How many licenses do we have going on in New Jersey? Maybe 24. And they've been in litigation for two years. How many in New York? Zero. You know, in, in Florida, there's going to have a couple new licenses, but the Florida license is like 60 million freaking dollars. Still a crazy top heavy, just just ridiculously unjust uh structure you know like yep uh, of the the leading 15 marijuana mso's examined for 2020 only one was headed by a female uh, ceo true leaves kim rivers and the rest were by men uh fred whitsley a marijuana compensation expert and founder of the seattle-based compensation venture group i didn't know that noted that he could write a lengthy piece on all the errors and incorrect disclosures in cannabis companies there seems to be an industry-wide disregard for accuracy and security filings you think you think in an industry that's still coming from the outlaw days has issues with books yeah, yeah, it's uh, that's why it's like that because greed and money and people like that. And people also, you know, a lot of people that that control things get glee from being able to get stuff you can't. And so they want that exclusivity. They want to be like, "Look at me. Look at what I got." It's yeah. really pathetic when you come right down to it, and especially considering like what was the point of legalizing weed? Was it to go from legacy to licensed? Is that what it was supposed to be? Are we supposed to just say, you know, this is stupid. Nobody's supposed to be getting arrested for uh, growing weed. Nobody's supposed to be getting arrested for having weed and possession yeah. limits, for example. You know, no, I realize as soon as like as soon as I'm brewing my own beer and I start, I set up a lemonade stand, but like, you know, cross out the word lemonade, put homebrew beer. Yeah. I'm going to have to start getting hit with regulations because I'm placing a food stuff into the stream of commerce and I'm doing it for money, you know, right. uh, 
that's fine. But there's nothing really stopping me from doing that other than my own ingenuity and my ability to be able to get a liquor license and put together a business plan and capitalize the loan that right. I need or get a loan, A, you know, that I would need to be able to open a brewery that might be a half a million to $2 million. Yeah. You know? No, I, I totally agree. Like when, when cannabis gets to that level where you can say, okay, I can start to grow. I just need a business plan and, and to get involved, you know, because again, that you should be able to go to jail for not paying your taxes, but uh, for say making a million dollars and it's something, but sure. not for that grow itself, period. <laughs> you know, Michigan, Oregon, Oklahoma, you know, you can, there are open markets, a lot of parts in California still kind of open. Uh, you know, there's opportunity in the East coast, there's opportunity in Illinois, but it's just that they have made it too limited, too rigged, too uh, competitive and overregulated. So it, it artificially inflates the price and it artificially pads the profits. Well, there's opportunity in all of this, depending on what your niche is, but to, to be the grower, to be the part of the actual market, um, you know, it's unfortunate that we've worked so hard to legalize it in different states, but then the big creepy money can look at you and go, oh, like a vulture. I'm just waiting. I'm waiting for that time. And they're there. And they're watching. Uh, but I think once all the, the walls get knocked down, once the MSOs realize like, oh, we we, we, we do bad business. We, we practice bad business. Uh, you know, that's the, the equity that the the federal equity that they're looking for, like what you got to do, eliminate that, that low barrier crime and give everybody a chance with the seed. Yeah, that's, that's, that's Michigan. It's it's called the unlimited hundred plant license. So it's like, oh, um, why don't you have your license? Well, I didn't want to do it. See, even in Michigan, though, yeah. like with the medical versus recreational, you know, that's where we're talking about that lady from that. I can't say the name of the county. It uh, must be. Yeah, that's that's in Michigan, you know, but right. that's a different defense because she's arguing that her medical grow uh, and then they have an actual ordinance, which unfortunately is in, in line with their state ordinance, which is still bullshit because as a wellness thing, as a health option, you know, it's not they're trying to tell her you need to take this medicine this thing that helps you and do it somewhere else. No, they said you can go back down to your number of plants, the cannabis the caregiver stuff that they still, that's what Michigan, that's why Michigan has like a lot of grow talent and a lot of uh, cultivation because there was a lot of cultivators and they did that uh, caretaker style where you could get up to 72 plants, but they're, they're kind of ending that now and they've, they've been ending it. And so like the fact that they would have been doing that is that they're operating under older law and Michigan's also a dual licensing state. State. So the municipality has authority to create certain rules and then you have to be licensed by both of them. But she's able to if this is if she needs more than six plants worth of medicine for herself, why? You know, well, you say why, but, you know, some really sick people to make concentrates that use the concentrates. It takes a lot of plant and, you know, six plants. What are you, what are you saying? I'm supposed to feel good for just a week or? just a month whatever a little bit of time that could be handled on on a different basis then i mean she needs additional plants or additional caregivers but you know it's it's just how many plants was she busted with was it the 72 yeah i think it was like it was an ongoing operation because she's been having throughout the years until a recent neighbor complained about the smell like you know what they should have done is just like hey invest in a charcoal system that's right. But then she's she's operating it like a cottage industry. It's just no different than like if you were making your own beer and selling it. And so you have to be in compliance with the regulations. It didn't say that she was making it and personally using all the 72 plants. 
Well, it also has to come down to like their collective model, right? Like the 72 plant model has been flooding the the, uh, Pennsylvania, not flooding Pennsylvania. What's due south flooding Indiana and Illinois and even uh, Wisconsin's illegal markets for a while. Oh, sure. Every medical is leaking everywhere else. But if she's uh, supporting herself, Michigan's is leaking because they allow the 72 plant grow like anybody can grow in Michigan. It's really cool. What about Oklahoma? I mean, Oklahoma's leaking, I'm sure. Oklahoma's probably leaking like a a sieve, man. But even like during Washington's medical times, dude, I mean, you hear all this. The the big argument was, uh, 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 God damn it, when when cannabis leaves your state, you know, a diversion, right? They're like, oh, we want to prevent diversion. We want we don't want this legal weed to leave the state, even though during the medical times it was doing it all the time. But you never heard about anybody from Washington getting particularly busted and pointing out fingers back to Washington. Mm -hmm. I've seen pounds leave here. And, you know, you take your own risk. But and unfortunately, like like with with the, the, the Olympian runner, right, we all take a risk when we do what we do. But it shouldn't be a risk. It shouldn't be. I shouldn't be putting my job at risk for advocating for cannabis i shouldn't be putting my livelihood at risk but it is we're still there and it's Mm -hmm. unfortunate you know cool well that's gonna do it for cannabis legalization news guys thanks for tuning in make sure you like and subscribe to keep up with all cannabis legalization news we will see you on sunday